It is an honor to be here today, to be asked to be here, uh, to be a part of this service. Um, uh, honor a, man, a God-called man. And a man of God that's been called of God has great value. Often we do not appreciate the things that we have had until they are gone. Like a companion, like health, <laughs> money, <laughs> things of life. The old saying is you don't miss water till the well is dry. And I, where I grew up, we had running water. We ran and got it. And so we had a well about the oh, we moved the house. It didn't move the well. I never figured that out. <clears throat> and um, I would have to go up there at night. Off the sound of the world's water dipper hitting the bucket, the bottom of the bucket. It's horrible because you know what's coming. Edgar Dwayne needs some water. And when you heard Edgar, you better move. It's dark. There aren't any lights. And I, don't, I can't tell you the number of times. God's good that he spared me up to that well and back in the dark. I mean, there's all kinds of things in those woods. Eight little boys. And sleep under their beds at night, Ethan. Where are you, Ethan? Calvin and Hobbes. <clears throat> you have your Bibles and we'll, we'll, we'll get on with this. Uh, I, we're in new territory for me. I've never been a part of a pastor's appreciation service. Um, our church honors us, but I've never really been to one. And um, you would think after 50 years you would have some insight, and I trust I do. Have your Bible, or um, if you have a screen, I guess it's pretty big. Um, you could turn to the book of Ephesians, and we'll read you Ephesians, my favorite book in the Bible. Uh, I'm, I'm preaching out of an old Bible that I have down at my shop. It's in my classroom. Um, you know, the, the governor-elect of Virginia had a lucky vest that he wore, and it worked. And so I'm struggling. I'm reaching. I'm scared using this old Bible, not for luck, but because I just thought it'd be neat. Ephesians 2, or 1, and uh, verse 18, we'll read one verse. The first 12 verses of Ephesians is one sentence. 12 verses is one sentence in the book of Ephesians. In, in my normal Bible that I study from, it is dirty. There's coffee. There's fingerprints. There's probably taco sauce. There's everything in the world over this first page or two. And so <clears throat> this is Paul's prayer, verse 18. He's praying. And uh, part of his prayer says the eyes, he's praying that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> My mission for the next few moments, minutes, is to enlighten your mind the perception of your mind. That's what the Holman Christian Standard Bible says. To enlighten the perception of your mind as how that you might appreciate more, as you already do, appreciate your pastor, that you might assist your pastor, Brother and Sister Hanson, 
Praise God. And so to appreciate something really, you've got to understand something about it. We had a garage sale over here at the Old Parsonage, and we sold a, a bedroom suit that we had bought used at Graham's used furniture on Highway 9 back in the, in the early 60s. We, I don't know. Everything we had was used. And uh, <clears throat> we got to talking, and we figured out, you know, that thing we sold, $15, $25, that's an antique. And so the lady come back to get it, and we talked her out of taking it. We said, can we, can we renege? And, and we did. We, we figured out, man, there was a guy that had a piece of property and went to, to a real estate company, and he said, I won't sell my farm. And the guy said, okay, let's write a little description down here. He said, describe it for me. And he said, well, I got, I got 160 acres, and it's cross-divided. There's Bermuda grass on it, and there's four separate pastures. I got an orchard there. I got a big barn that's been freshly roofed and painted red. I've I, I re-roofed my house. We've made it modern. I've dug a new well and put in a pump. I've dug two new ponds. And uh, he said, uh, that, that's pretty much it's got it. And the guy said, well, let me read this back to you. And he read it back to him, and the guy scratched his head, and he said, I've been looking for a place like that all my life. Now, just forget it. It's not for sale. You cannot fully appreciate something you don't understand. And no matter what it is. And the more you learn about something, the more you appreciate it, hopefully, or disappreciate it. And so, Paul's praying for Ephesus that you could understand. You've got to have a frame of mind, a perception. How you look at things. Is a glass half full or is it half empty? Does a bush have roses on it? Does it have thorns or does it have both? It's how you look at it. And do I have to go to work or do I get to go to work? I know work's a dirty word. I won't mention it much more. It's, it's a bad word. I ask people, of course, being of the nature that I am, they got a help wanted sign there. And I say, now, now ma'am, if I get a job here, do I have to work too? And they say, no. No, you don't have to work too. You just get you a job. And, and so we must appreciate men of God. And the more we understand, I understand that you cannot fully know because it's like, uh, you know, I, I do things and they ask you, how long does it take you to do that? Make an ink pen or a bowl. And you, I, I don't know how to tell them. I, I could say 50 years, which would be accurate. 50 years. Uh, you know, my, maybe that pen, 30 minutes, an hour. But I was 50 years getting to that place of doing things. And so you cannot know unless you have preached or pastored what it's like. You cannot. But the more you know about it uh, and understand, your appreciation hopefully will go up. And so... A man of God that's faithful to truth. We know Brother Hanson knows the truth. He's lying here in his yellow socks. And he quoted Acts 2.38. Just like that. <laughs> but a man of God that uh, preaches one God, preaches holiness. Boy, that's, a, that's another one of them bad words I won't use too much. 
holiness, separation from the world. You know, when I got married, which was uh, back right after the flood, uh, I, I said, I do. I was crazy, and, and still am a little bit, because I didn't have a clue what getting married was like. But I said I did. And anybody gets married and say they do, they're crazy. You could just tell them, you're crazy. You don't know what you're getting into. And they don't. But the more you learn of that person, that relationship, the better you can appreciate it. Amen? Amen. My wife, bless her heart, she's put up with me. And, and I asked her, she said, what, what do you want to eat? I don't know. Fix something. I, what do you want? Just cook it and put it on that table and I will eat it. A lot of folk would, would kill to get that kind of a wife. <laughs> I appreciate her because I know more about her. Amen. Even though she fussed at me all the way to church about this necktie, I just thought I'd point that out. I heard about you. I wish you'd have changed neckties. Nobody will even notice it. You didn't notice it, did you, until I told you. No, I'll keep my coat buttoned up here. Separation. So... Marriage is separation, folks, unto your companion. That's what it is. Holy matrimony. Holiness is separation. The more of that, the better it is. Amen? And so a man of God that preaches faithfully the Word of God and that lives and preaches truth but not fables. Boy, there are a lot of fables. Lots of fables. YouTube is full of fables full of stories and of, of glowing, uh, you know, the, the trend is blue jeans and a shirt tail hanging out. You look like you walked in off the street. You don't know where you are. And you're going to preach to all these people. you got a radio, TV audience, and that's the trend. You know, look like you fell out of a trash barrel somewhere and you've wandered into church and you're what they're using for a preacher. Thank God for our pastor. I mean, you know, there will never be any turtleneck shirts in my closet. You know, a turtleneck shirt, that's like a weak man trying to choke you to death all day long. That's a turtleneck shirt. I mean, get your grubby paws off of my neck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> Thank God for a man of God that lives what he preaches. And any preacher that lives what he preaches. Oh, praise God. Thank God for a preacher that's building, a pastor that's building with gold, silver, and precious stone. Your work, every preacher's work, every saint's work is going to be tried by fire. You're going to put a fire under it. If it remains the fire, you get a reward. But if it's wood, hand, stubble, you're going to be on the back of a garbage truck in heaven. You're going to be doing the menial stuff in heaven. You're not going to have any reward. I know that's shocking. You'll be in heaven, but you'll be in that corner of the little log cabin in the corner of glory land. <laughs> 
pushing a lawnmower that won't have no gas motor on it. A man of God, to appreciate a man of God that builds with things that will endure the fire. In other words, he's not lived for himself. It's not all about me. You heard the word, we want to serve you. The heart of a servant. Thank God for faithful man of God and men of God. The Hansons. Praise God. Another thing that we should be thankful for and appreciate and understand is that a, a true man of God will pray for people that's been rejected by God. And they're they're lost as lost can be. And he keeps on praying. He just keeps on praying. I think of, of Samuel. Samuel was that great man of God. He had anointed a man by the name of Saul. He disobeyed God. He wasn't into the godly things. He was all about Saul because he's big, tall, and handsome. And he... He uh, disobeyed God. And Samuel had a word for him after he cut to pieces the, the uh, Agag. And the Bible says the saddest words that I've read in the Old Testament. 1 Samuel 15.35 And Samuel came no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul. And the Lord repented that he'd made Saul king over Israel. And the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you, thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? I assure you, your pastor and every man of God is praying for people he's prayed for for years and years and years. Instead of coming closer to God, they're going further from God. And they still mourn. They still pray. Amen. Thank God. He felt bad, no doubt, because it was that horn of oil in his hands that anointed the very first king of Israel. And this man has rejected God, and God has rejected him. I don't know why some folk have trouble living for God. I don't know what's so bad about heaven, eternal life, joy, peace, love, blessings. I, I don't understand what's bad about that and what's good about lightning striking. In, uh, lightning. Brimstone is lightning. When lightning strikes, it's the smell of brimstone. And, and terrified of being out in a storm in hell with burning liquid rock and fire. I don't know what's good about that. I don't know why anybody want to go there. I don't understand people. That, that are that are have trouble getting in the church and staying in the church and helping the preacher have in the church have a revival. I don't understand that. Do you? I don't understand that. I tell you when I feel, Amen. I, uh, Sister Ava and I, we got up, we have shopping dates, and I feel that little hand in my hand. We go to Walmart City, and she's bouncing up and down and twirling, and we're having a big time in that love. And Papa, I want to give you a hug. Papa, I, I love you. I, 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 I come back from the front door, get out of the car, and come back in the house, in the bed, give me a kiss. I won't tell you when I feel that. I know I'm going to like heaven. Amen. I'm going to love and enjoy heaven, the love of your companion, the love of your family. That's heaven, folks. What's bad about that? 
we sell out for that a man of God is praying for people. Listen at the heart of Samuel. They wanted a king. They, he feels rejected, no doubt. And, and he, he tells the people as <clears throat> he um, encourages them, God's spoken to his heart, and <clears throat> he says this, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. I quit praying for you, Israel, because you want a king, you rejected me, and I feel put down. It'd be a sin. I'm going to keep praying for you, even though you've, you've kicked me out, even though you pushed me out, even though you've not appreciated my ministry and my work. I'm, it would be a sin. A man of God would feel that it would be a sin to quit praying for some person that's up and down, in and out, worldly, whatever their situation be. Thank God. Amen, for a man of God that prays for us and people that have a hard time, that make it difficult, amen, that refuse to line up with the word of God and really dive in, praise God. He just keeps on praying. Praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord with me. Praise the Lord. Thank God. I think of Moses, he prayed a prayer. Amen, and they had made the golden calf, as you well know, and, and, and lied about it. We threw this gold in the fire, and out came this golden calf. Yeah, 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 you saw it on YouTube, you willards. That's what you did. You, you were worldly. You, you, you had that golden calf over in Egypt, and you still got Egypt in your heart. That's why you want that golden calf and worshiping that bull. That's one of their idols, and so uh, that, that's how you come about it. And, and uh, God said, uh, to Moses, as he prayed for those people, they are a stiff-necked people. Let me alone that I may consume them. If you just keep quiet, Moses, I'll make out of you a great nation, and we'll do away this bunch. No pride, no, no um, uh, uh, feelings of uh, here's the way I make it, here's how I look good, and Moses, Moses wouldn't be quiet. And Moses pled, and changed the direction of eternity for the people of God. Did they appreciate it? Probably not. He's not going to get to go in the promised land. He's going to see from afar off because of what his burden was for them. But he prayed for them and he said, if you won't forgive them for their sin, just blot me out too. What a burden. Far beyond what most of us would know anything about. He saved the nation of Israel. God said, I'll just leave me alone. I'll let my anger get hot. I'll deal with them. Amen. And if it had been a Maxwell, it wouldn't took him long to get for his anger to get hot. <laughs> but Moses prayed. Moses interceded. A man of God that's interceding for you and your family. There are going to be people in heaven because a man of God would not quit praying. There are going to be people saved because somewhere there's a mama, there's a daddy, there's a preacher that just will not quit. And God's going to say, I'll tell you what, that prayer, amen, I'm going to avenge them though they cry long. I'm going to avenge them. I'm going to answer that prayer. They've been praying and praying. 
Amen. Praise God. And I'm going to tell you, after mom and daddy and preachers are gone, their prayers live on. Their prayers still effective. Their prayers have uh, been collected in heaven. And one day it's going to be poured out on the earth in revelations. And the power of that prayer is going to change the geography of this earth because it's been saved. Amen. And God is going to pour it out. Oh, praise his name today. Let's praise him right now. Let's praise the Lord. We love you, Jesus. We bless your beautiful name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm hurrying here. I know I'm the only thing standing between you and a good dinner. That's a dangerous place to be between you and a taco. <laughs> Forget the bell. This is a real deal, whatever it is. Amen. A man of God that prays when other folk have given up. A man of God that God has said, I've set watchmen on the wall. Old Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace, day nor night. Hallelujah. Praise God. Make ye, ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. Praise the Lord. In all hours of the day and night, somebody is calling on the name of the Lord. All hours around the earth, somebody is lifting up the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. My little 95-year-old mother, she can't get up now. She can't get around now. But she'd say, well, I, I woke up I, and so at 3. I got. I woke up at 4, and I prayed my hour. I prayed my hour. Oh, Lord, there are people praying their hour day and night around the earth. It should be you and I. But I want to tell you there's a man of God somewhere praying and praying glory in heaven down on the earth. Amen. And oh, how we need to appreciate that. Glory of God to come down into the hearts of men and women. Praise God. And change their destiny. Praise God. Thank you, God, for godly shepherds interceding for family and for friends. Praise God. I believe his name was, um, well, I don't know. <laughs> My computer just blacked out. Uh, Philip, he wrote a book, Psalms 23. Philip, Philip Keller, was it Keller? Philip Keller, I was thinking of David Keller. And didn't want to get the Kellers mixed up because you turn out and might have a killer involved. He wrote a wonderful little book. Uh, Shepherd looks at Psalms 23. I'm telling you, it is a beautiful, it will, it will change your perspective. It will change your perception of Psalms 23. Thank God for shepherds, amen, that are interceding for our family and for our friends, our neighbors. I, I, I find myself praying, I, I know you can't do this. Paul said, I, I talked about it Wednesday night. I could wish myself accursed. He didn't say he did or he would, but he said I could. His burden was so deep and powerful. His, his desire for the, the Jews, the Israelis, the Hebrews, it was so powerful. He said, I, 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 I wish I could, but he couldn't. And I, I find myself, Brother Hanson, praying for people, trying to repent for them. And I know they got to repent for their own sins. And I tell God, I know they got to repent, but God, you 
yeah, I know I got a lot. I probably don't spend enough time repenting for myself, but maybe that's, that lets me duck the issue. I don't know. But a burden for souls that cries out to God. Amen. A shepherd that says, a, 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 um, I guess a farmer that says, no, 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 let's don't cut this tree down. Let's dig around it and fertilize it. Let's give it another year. What do you say? Another year in this vineyard. Just, just spare it. And if it don't produce this year, then we'll take it out. But let's give it one more year. There's somebody praying that God will give you another year. Somebody praying that God will give you another chance. Somebody praying that God will be merciful to you and your family and your friends. Praise the Lord. And so we, we are, we are uh, watching this thing. And I don't mind you shaking your watch. Just, you know, don't throw it in the floor. <laughs> don't pull a calendar out, okay? Paul is praying. How you could bless your pastor, the Hansons, is to pray for him. The greatest need Brother Hanson has is your prayers. That's his greatest need. Amen. I know they said, you know, money ain't first, but it's way ahead's what's second. <laughs> but what Brother Hanson and every godly man of God needs is prayer. Now, if the greatest preacher in the world repeatedly asked the churches to pray for me, pray for me, that an open door of utterance would be given to me. Shakota, if you would pray, if you would intercede, God would use you and your prayer mightily. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. The greatest thing you could do, Paul used, uh, wrote to Thessalonica twice every short letters, and he said, pray for us that the word of the Lord would have free course. Amen. In the Greek, it means run free. The word of the Lord would not be obstructed. And, and uh, if I was anywhere near a light switch, I'd show you what I mean, Vern. It is Vern, isn't it? Amen. When you obstruct the flow of electricity, things happen. Things quit, quit operating. Lights go out. Ovens go off. Uh, things take place. You just flip that little switch. Amen. When the Word of God is able to flow, amen, God can anoint and move and give liberty and unction and, and words will flow through the ministry, the singers, the worshipers, the musicians. When, when the Word of the Lord has free course, amen, and there's no obstruction in its way, amen, it touches its intended person and it flows and it blesses when the word of the Lord, pray for us that the word would have free course. The greatest preacher that ever lived wanted prayer that what God would anoint him, the unction would come upon him, the words would flow through him. You can help Brother Hanson if you will pray, amen, that God could move. No obstructions, no hindrances. We, we got a... a, a Outside plug-in, and um, it's uh, GFCI, and it flips in the garage. And something went off one time or another. I don't even know what it was, and we couldn't figure it out. Well, uh, it's tripped in here. <laughs> it's in the garage in the distribution panel. We call it the circuit box. 
And, and so a little water got on something on the patio and tripped it. And that's, that's his designed intention and purpose, to obstruct the flow. Amen. Around a sink, around a kitchen, there's got to be a GFCI somewhere to keep you from getting electrocuted and getting shocked if you got around water. Now, I know water for young boys is something they got to avoid, you know, at all cost, unless it's a swimming pool. But uh, baths and showers and things like that, they try to avoid it, don't they, boys? Yeah, I don't. Do I have to take a shower tonight? You know, I'm glad we're beyond the days when we took a bath once a week, whether we need it or not, in a number two wash tub where four other people had been. Oh, my God, it's a wonder we live. Some of you look at me and you what are you talking about? It's coded. It's in code. You have to call somebody. <laughs> Get them to tell you what I mean. Running water. Praise God. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your pastor. Amen. Don't just pray that your sermons will be short. Yeah, this prayer like that. Uh, that, he, that he won't pick on you. Man, praise God. Paul said, and, and we're hurrying, we're about through, that he asked the Romans, 15, I believe it's 30, strive together with me <laughs> to wrestle in company with. Wrestle. <laughs> wrestle. When I went to school and I did go, we wrestle. That's how we fought. I never was very big. But a squirrel ain't very big, and a squirrel can move. So I could hold my own wrestling. I mean, I'm telling you what, you can't hardly get a hold of a squirrel. If you do, he'll have you. That's the way that's going to work out. I, just, I told my wife this morning, I, I said something, I, I got bored somewhere or another, and I said, smooth as a rat's tail. And, and I always told my carpenter students, and boys, and had girls too, I said, nah, let me tell you guys, if you don't believe a rat's tail smooth, just get a hold of it. Get you a Band-Aid and get him by the tail. You're going to need a Band-Aid because he's going to have you. <laughs> and so I don't know how that got in there, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Wrestle. Yeah. Wrestle. Now, I don't know any moves except quick ones. <laughs> I don't know Jip Shun Ku Fui or none of that stuff. And the Tahlequah is full of them little places teaching kids to fight. And then on the other corner, they're teaching a little sissy how to twirl and flip and flop and dance. And, and, and so it's, it's full of those places, I kid you not. But to wrestle, to wrestle. And one of the state champion wrestlers is a home builder, Brad Tillis. Back, back years and years ago, he was, he was a state champ, Brad uh, Tillis. Big guy. He won, he won a lot of wrestling contests. Amen. But when you're, when you're going to wrestle, I'm going to tell you what, you dig your dew claws in, you know what I mean? <laughs> you won't have old pair of boots. You, you won't be wearing a suit and a necktie. We're going to get serious here in a few minutes. and We're, we're going to have a wrestling match. And, we, and, and we, I grew up with wrestling matches. And Paul said, come on, church, wrestle with me. Get in this thing together and let's whip this enemy. Let's have victory together that the word of God would have effect. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, my God, help us. Help us, Lord, that we could come to church. Amen. With, with love, 
and praise and joy in our hearts. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. That the Spirit could move in a mighty way. Praise God. Praise God. 30, 40, 50 years, I don't know. I've advocated come early and pray wherever I was at. And, and I've just about give up. I've just, I hate to quit. I've just, I don't mention it anymore. Come early and pray. Early and pray. Are you kidding me? Huh. Early and pray? What are you talking about? What's wrong? <laughs> Brother Hanson had some old tires that come off. Is your tires old? That's why you need to pray. Oh, we need to pray God down. We need to pray heaven down for that service. We need to pray the flowing of the Spirit for that service. Wrestle with me. Get in this thing together. Praise God. Amen. I used to like to play softball back in the good old days. It never worked. But I'm going to tell you what. The only game I played on the campground, the only game I ever played, Brother, brother uh, Nance and I, we're going to play. Uh, this would be Glenn Nance. And we had a load of watermelons. When I cut watermelons that night at U Camp, and his truck quit us in downtown Oklahoma City. And it was only around 100 degrees. It wasn't bad. And uh, we was downtown, Wonder Bread on Robinson. Yeah. And we had to come up with a starter. We walked around. Finally, we wound up. Somebody took us. Amen. We got there late. The game, they done chose up. We didn't get to play. And, and I'm not really fully recovered. But anyway, I played later. I played a game. And the and, and only time I ever got to play uh, at youth camp, as I, as I remember. And, and they were knocking everything out in right field. This had a little guy out there. He couldn't do nothing with it. And I said, hey, hey, hey. Hey, let me go out there. We'll put a stop to that. Let me go out there and play right field. I, we'll, we'll end that little scenario. And so I got out there, and we ended that little scenario. And I throwed out Brother Grisham. Throwed him out. I mean, I, I couldn't do it again to save my life. Uh, I, I threw that ball and had a little boy from El, uh, Elmore City catch it. This, this is big. This is heavy-duty stuff. And, and I threw it in his glove. He's like this. He's about nine, ten years old. He's playing with the big boy. And I threw it in his glove. Pow! He's out. How about that, Jack? <laughs> or is it Jill? I don't know. It's hard to tell nowadays. And so, I, I could never, I wasn't a heavy hitter. It was a squirrel, I tell you. But I could get on. I get on base. And so I'm coming around uh, to, to go home, make a, make a score. And, and I'm going to outsmart them. Yep. And so I slide in to home plate. And I get way out here. If I'm going to touch it with my hand, but I got too far out. And I slid too far out. And I busted a knee out of my pants and like to tore my knee off. And they didn't know. I said, I'm out. I never touched home plate. See, I'm a Christian, okay. <laughs> I'm out. I, I never made it. It was no score. He throwed me out because I missed home plate. But if you're going to play on my team and you're going to be in this thing called the gospel, amen, come prepared to wrestle. 
Come prepared to get engaged. Come prepared to say amen. Praise the Lord. Clap your hands. Come prepared to stomp your feet. Amen. Not too hard, but stomp them a little. Come prepared to engage yourself in the worship of God. Come on, pray for me. Amen. Let's strive together. Don't let the pastor and the song leaders and the church leaders pull the whole load. Amen. Get in this thing together. Amen. And help Brother Hanson and the church go forward. There was a little congregation. Deacons came to the preacher and said, uh, we, got, we, got, we, got, uh, we need to talk to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we know it's every day. At a certain time of the day, you get your car and drive off. You ain't going very long to come back. We won't know where you're going. Holy Ghost said, tell us, we won't know where you're going. He said, oh, tomorrow I'll be here at 1 o'clock. The deacons all came. They got in the car at 1 o'clock. And with the preacher, and he drove out to the edge of town, pulled over the side of the road by a railroad track. He sat there about five minutes, and a train come by with coal. And they said, and he fired his car up, turned around, went back to church, and he got out. And they said, "Is that what you do?" It's what I do every day. You go out there. I go out there. Why do you go out there and come back here? We don't understand that. No, of course not. You're Willards. You know, Willards don't understand stuff. And he said, I to see anything that long, pulling that much weight, going that fast without me pushing it, encourages me. He wasn't having to push it. And he sat there and church, oh, come to church and say, I want to push this thing. I want to push it. Where that prayer room at? <laughs> I want to yank the doorknob off. Amen. I want in that <laughs> Let me pray. i got to pray. Praise God. Pray for me. Strive together. Amen. We, the modern perception is, <laughs> I don't know how you can get any more name brand than Maxwell, but anyway, <laughs> Maxwell House. Uh, we got a preacher, we got a special, we got a play, got a pantomime. We got a, uh, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. Entertain me. Uh, make it exciting now. I could be a YouTubing, foot booking, Twitter flitter jittering. I could be doing something really important. <laughs> make this interesting. Oh, no, 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 no. No, not as a saint. We have come to push this thing. We've come to see victory. We've come to help the pastor. We've come to see somebody pray through. We've come to pray through ourselves. We've come to see somebody heal. We've come to see somebody encouraged. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Down to my last point, and that is this, Mondays. Garfield and I took a survey of us two, and we both agreed that if we could, we would cancel Monday. There wouldn't be any Mondays. Mondays, you've prayed, you've studied, and you preach your heart out, and Monday morning you're tired. Energy's low. I mean, even, even Maxwell House won't pick you up. You're discouraged. I expected. I anticipated. What if? This had happened. Why didn't that happen? 
you hear all those voices. Amen. And the enemy attacks you. It could have been better. And, and, the, and the old timer said, you know, I saw this T-shirt, and it said, on, I may get one. He said uh, something to this effect. It's terrible being the same age as old people. <laughs> you, you, you young people, you all get it. It's okay. You all watch Donald Duck or something. I see old people and I think, Lord, what happened to them? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> something. something. Little old dried up guys. And that's me one day. Oh. Maybe tomorrow, Monday. Monday. <laughs> Mondays are tough for pastors. You you will never know. No, you won't know. You may not even care. You may have the don't cares. But I want to change your perception of the value of a man of God. My last scriptures in Isaiah 50 and 4. Monday's a good day for the tongue of the learned and a word in season to him that is weary. Monday. 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 Isaiah said, The Lord has given me the tongue of those who are instructed to know how to sustain the weary with a word. He awakens me each morning. He awakens my ear to listen like those being instructed. Holman Christian Standard Bible Translation. God has instructed some people and they know how to encourage other people. Amen. And a Monday would be a good day for a word of encouragement to your pastor. I mean, if you have to, text him. Good Lord. A text message. I mean, that's... A written note is worth more than that, more than a thousand of them things. A good word, maybe not on Monday, but how about Tuesday, Wednesday? Huh? They have mail service here, don't they? Not the Pony Express, right? A note, handwritten, some thought, a little effort. Thank you. You know, I've preached for people off and on here and there and everywhere. For years, and I never, they never said thank you one cotton-picking time. Not one time. Not one time. Driven thousands and hundreds of miles. Not one time thank you to the hospital. Not one time. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Hanson. Thank you. That was a beautiful song. I used to like Sister Bass's playing, piano playing. And I would tell her, Sister Bass, I enjoy your piano playing. That is so beautiful. These people play these instruments, you know. I can't play a radio without getting static. And these folk play these things. Thank you. Thank you. Folks that lead the service, thank you. You bless my heart. Man, you, you might have to say, oh, me. You polish my shoes, something that I don't know, but thank yous are important. It's a sign of integrity. It's a sign of 
spiritual mental development. It's a sign of intelligence even. <laughs> the Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are instructed. Praise God. Brother and Sister Hanson, would you come up? And Brother and Sister Wallace, would you come up here? Something. Now, I put this paper in there myself. You can tell, can't you? All by myself. I wrapped this thing up. Sister Hanson, there's two boards in here, and, and you get to take your pick, and your mother can whatever. Y'all can fight it out. Yeah, yeah, pull them out. Pull them out. Here, here. That's one. That would be stained. Stained wood. This one is unstained. Charcuterie. See, um, one of those is your mother's. One, you, whatever. Y'all want to have a wrestling match here over them? Y'all want to see a good wrestling match? <laughs> be hair pulling and squealing <laughs> no all right <clears throat> brother brother jones uh, brother hanson this is for you one of these you get you, you just you just get to that that one's yours this one's yours brother jones. sister sister uh jones has already got a board made out of scraps just had to glue it all together little pieces of wood. Slick as a rat's tail right there. You don't catch that rat. <laughs> you, you're more than welcome. Let's stand and let's pray for the Hansons and the Wallaces and the Joneses. Father God, we are blessed today to love and know you. And you put in our lives people that love us and are helping us be saved, helping us to get to heaven. We give you thanks in Jesus' wondrous name. Praise God.